Hi there. Thought we should check in with uh, Modest Touch. See if Diaper Donald's in behind bars yet. No, of course not. This preferential treatment up the yin yang. It's really unfair. It's really unfair. And uh, beneath us, beneath. As a nation. <sighs> yeah. But uh, unfortunately for us, or fortunately for him, fortunately or unfortunately, um, you know, for the victims, unfortunately for the victims, I should do some jokes about that. Fortunately or unfortunately. Okay, Fulton County Court hearing day two on Fannie Willis and Trump Rico case. Trying to put her in the hot seat. Justice Arthur Angoron has hit Donald, I mean Diaper Donald, with a massive final verdict in the civil fraud case in New York. Here's everything you need to know. <laughs> All the zeros so big. So big it's off the, what is it, a billion dollars? <laughs> How many million? They cut it off, so you have to Once your dog is comfortable spending short periods of time in the crate, you can start to introduce distractions. I can For buy example, myself $364,895,816. A $364 million devastating verdict against what? Donald Trump has just been yeah, handed down right. by New York Justice Arthur Ngoron in the New York Attorney General Civil Fraud Case. Three hundred and sixty-four million eight hundred ninety-five thousand eight hundred and sixteen dollars. A three hundred and sixty-four million dollar devastating verdict against Donald Trump has just been handed down by New York Justice Arthur Ingram in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. We were waiting for that verdict to drop on Friday, and Yay. here it is, folks, and job, it is as devastating system. as it gets. It has the monetary disgorgement component in that amount Yay. of $364 million against Donald Trump and his co-defendants. It has... Good day for justice. Great day for justice. Talk to myself. has injunctive relief whereby a independent monitor, Judge Barbara Jones, is given additional powers. It has certain 
bans against Donald Trump and his adult children from engaging in business uh, transactions in the state of New York. It prohibits Donald Trump from taking out loans from banks that have charters in the state of New York. Let's break down this ruling, folks, and let's go right into the conclusions and order reached by Justice Arthur and Goron. Here's what it states. It is ordered that defendants Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Kick Alan Weisselberg, Jeff McConaughey, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, and the various other Trump-related well, entities are liable under the second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh causes of action. It is further ordered that defendants Weisselberg and Jeff McConaughey are liable under the sixth cause of action. It is ordered that defendants Donald Trump and Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, and certain other businesses listed for this cause of action and claim are liable in the amount of $168 million with pre-judgment interest from March 4, 2019. It is then ordered Defendants Donald Trump, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, and the Trump Organization LLC are jointly and severally liable to plaintiffs, the New York Attorney General, in the amount of $126 million on another cause of action with prejudgment interest from May 11, 2022, to the present. It is ordered that defendants Donald Trump, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, and the Trump Organization LLC are jointly and severally liable to plaintiff the New York Attorney General in the amount of $60 million with pre-judgment interest from June 26, 2023. It is ordered that defendant Eric Trump is liable for $4 million. It is further ordered that Donald Trump Jr. is liable for $4 million. It is ordered that Alan Weisselberg is liable to plaintiff in the amount of $1 million with prejudgment interest. It is ordered that defendant Alan Weisselberg and Jeffrey McConaughey are hereby permanently enjoined from serving in the financial control function of any New York corporation or similar business entity registered and or like state. It is further ordered that defendants Donald Trump, Alan Weisselberg, and Jeffrey McConaughey are hereby enjoined from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for a period of three years. It is ordered that defendants Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, the Trump Organization LLC, and these various other business entities are hereby enjoined from applying for loans from any financial institution chartered by or registered with the New York Department of Financial Services for a period of three years. And that one right there is brutal because how will Donald Trump be able to take out any loans at all if he wants to post a bond to try to appeal this order? It then goes on to say it is order that defendants Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are hereby enjoined from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in New York for a period of two years. It is further ordered 
that this court's September 26, 2023 decision and order is hereby modified solely to the extent of vacating the directive to cancel defendant's business certificates without prejudice to renewal upon the recommendation of the independent monitor or based on substantial evidence. It is further ordered that the Honorable Barbara Jones shall continue in her role as independent monitor for no less than three years. And it is further ordered that within 30 days of the date of this decision and order, the Honorable Barbara Jones shall submit to the court a proposed order outlining the specific authority that she needs and the obligations of defendants in order to effectuate a productive and enhanced monitorship going forward. As I was uh, describing in previous uh, takes that I was doing, I was expecting an order like that to empower retired federal judge Barbara Jones to do more than just serve as a monitor. And if she finds fraud or misconduct, to immediately flag it for uh, Justice Arthur and Goran's attention so that there could be quick action taken. And that's what we see in this order as well. It is also ordered that an independent director of compliance shall be installed at the Trump Organization at defendant's expense to ensure compliance with financial reporting obligations and establish internal written accounting and financial reporting protocols. And it is further ordered that within 30 days of the date of this decision and order, the Honorable Barbara Jones shall submit to this court a list of persons who she recommends be appointed the Trump Organization's Independent Director of Compliance. And it is further ordered that the clerk hereby enter judgment accordingly. And so as you just break down the buckets of the monetary damages, those disgorgement damages, you had that $168 million bucket from the first causes of action, then $126 million from that second order. You had that $60 million third bucket, $4 million for Eric Trump, $4 million from Donald Trump Jr., $1 million for Alan Weisselberg. You add these together and you get that $360 million number right here. And as I said, just in addition to that headline grabbing number, this requirement that an internal compliance person be installed within the Trump organization at the recommendation of retired federal judge Barbara Jones has been serving as independent monitor, may I add, somebody who Donald Trump and his lawyers tried to tarnish Sorry, I had to go through all this. She now has more robust authority under this order (laughs) um, so that she can not just monitor and prepare reports, but also provide directives and quick action to be taken to Justice Arthur Ngoron. So from both the monetary perspective and the injunctive relief, the limitations on Trump and his adult kids from uh, doing business and taking out loans. This <laughs> could not be more devastating <laughs> at all. Let's just go through. It's a 92-page order. Why don't I just go through Great with you some of the highlights of this decision so you can see the structure of this decision, how it Fuck is written. I'll asshole, give you man. kind of a high-level summary of it right Used to be here. behind bars. Donald Trump. Trump and entity 
entities he controls own many valuable properties, including office buildings, hotels, and golf courses. Acquiring and developing such properties required huge amounts of cash. Accordingly, the entities borrowed from banks and Very other lenders. The man. lenders required personal guarantees from Donald Trump, which were based on statements of financial condition compiled by accountants that Donald Trump engaged. The accountants created these compilations based on the data submitted by the Trump entities. In order to borrow more and at lower rates, the defendants submitted blatantly false financial data to the accountants, resulting in fraudulent financial statements. When confronted at trial with the statements, defendants, fact, and expert witnesses simply denied reality, and defendants failed to accept responsibility or to impose internal controls to prevent future recurrences. As detailed herein, the court now finds defendants liable, continues the appointment of an independent monitor, and orders the installation of an independent director of compliance, and limits defendants' rights to conduct business in New York uh -huh. for a few years. Uh, the order by Justice Ngoron goes on to talk to about him. the history of More the case, deserving. the laws that are invoked here, common law fraud, uh -huh. the Executive Law Section 6312, that is invoked by the New York Attorney General's office here. Um, the order goes on to talk about the procedural <laughs> background, the complaint, the summary judgment order by Justice Arthur Ngoron. It talks about all of the witnesses who testified at the time of trial, going painstakingly through each of the witnesses' testimony, one by one. It goes on to talk about, as it goes through the witness testimony, individual defendants, whether it was Sultani, whether it was Weisselberg, whether it was Donald Trump Jr., whether it was Eric Trump. It goes on to talk about Donald Trump. It talks about um, how Donald Trump insisted that the values within the statements of financial condition were not only not fraudulently inflated, as this court has already found, but if anything, they were deflated, as the following exchange with the Office of Attorney General demonstrates. Um, Justice Ngoron goes on to talk about how, notwithstanding the foregoing, um, that Donald Trump's testimony did not match the reality. Donald Trump stated he was not involved in the preparation of the 2021 Statement of Financial Condition, that it would have been prepared by Weisselberg Matani. Trump was aware that receiving loans from the Deutsche Bank's private wealth management required him to provide a personal guarantee. When Trump sold the old post office, he paid off the Deutsche Bank loan. When questioned about Weisselberg's guilty plea to tax fraud in connection with his employment at the Trump Organization, Donald Trump challenged that Weisselberg had committed any wrongdoing at all, saying, quote, I mean, is there something wrong? I mean, IBM executives get apartments that are compensated by IBM, and lots of other companies do, but people that work for me can't be so compensated? I don't know. I don't think that's a big thing, is it? Overall, Donald Trump rarely responded to the questions asked, and he frequently interjected long, irrelevant speeches on issues far beyond the scope of the trial. His refusal to answer the questions directly, or in some cases at all, severely compromised his credibility. The order goes on to talk about more of the witness testimony. It goes into specifics of the statement financial condition. It goes through each of the causes of action here. 
that are at play. Um, and then it talks about the appointment of the independent financial monitor, the necessity for continuing oversight, how um, retired federal judge Barbara Jones identified all of these, all of this inconsistent, erroneous, and incomplete uh, financial statements. And then one of the things that are talked about here as well is the lack of any accountability and ongoing nature of the fraud. So that's a short summary of the 92-page order. We'll dig deeper and get you some more portions, but wanted to give you that for now. Obviously, the big headline is this $364 million disgorgement order, the various preclusions on conducting business in the state of New York and with businesses in the state of New York and the ongoing independent uh, monitorship by retired federal judge Barbara Jones. We'll keep you posted. Obviously, this is a developing story. Wanted to get you the news right away. Hit subscribe. Let's get to 3 million subscribers together and have a great day. Love this video? Make sure you stay up to date on the latest breaking news and all things Midas by signing up for the Midas Touch newsletter at MidasTouch.com slash newsletter. Devastating final verdict. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, well. Easy come, easy go. Yeah. Know what he'll be spending all his money on in the near future. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> nice. Oh, That's I made my day. Judge orders stop diaper down to pay massive fine and fraud case. Strips business licenses. Ha ha ha. International criminal. Diaper Don violates international law and should be prosecuted <laughs> for that too. On American. On American. When America gives us word, it means something. When we make it, we keep it. And when NATO is a sacred commitment. It's a sacred commitment. Donald Trump looks at this as Donald if it's Trump a burden. As if, as if it's a burden. He looks at it's NATO a burden. and he doesn't it's see the alliance that protects it's America and the world. Alliance he sees protect. a protection racket. It's a protection racket. He doesn't racket. understand that NATO doesn't is built on the fundamental principles of freedom, fundamental security, freedom, and national security. sovereignty. National sovereignty. Because for Trump, because for Trump, principles Trump never matter. On. Everything is transactional. Everything is transactional. He doesn't understand that the sacred commitment we've given works for Sick. us as well. He doesn't he he understand Trump. He's a fucking fraud. Who would walk away from NATO. Article 5 has only been yeah. invoked once. Just once in our NATO history. And it was done to stand with America after we yeah, were attacked well, where on 9-11. Yeah, where do you stand on disqualification of it. all these fucking Michael Popak, Legal AF sometimes. Legal AF crosses international waters to talk about things at the intersection of international law politics and justice and you just heard joe biden the president of the united states respond forcefully to donald trump and his ridiculous lobotomized comments <laughs> that he won't support our allies he won't support the other member states and countries of the north atlantic treaty organization nato just put in place as a bulwark against uh, russian and chinese aggression the foundation of nato besides the fact that it is cooperative and joint in terms of military operations 
and also humanitarian aid and how they uh, protect not only each other, but those countries in harm's way around them, right? Smaller countries that can't protect themselves. But the heart of NATO, when we talk about NATO, is Article 5. Article 5 says that an attack on one NATO country is an attack on all and will activate the full response and military protection and, and offensive uh, firepower of the member states of NATO. Yes, the United States is the largest of all. Uh, Fucking uh, traitor. How about NATO. some treason and terrorism charges? The world's number one or number yeah, two. Yeah, I'm the only, only presidential uh, candidate but, talking about that. Uh, and, uh, and, and police person <laughs> for the world given the resources that America has and, and its population. However, it doesn't mean that we don't benefit from NATO's and our strong alliance with it because they do things and we're able to call on them and their member states to contribute material, personnel, um, uh, blood, material, people, assets uh, in defense of our vital national interest and international interests. Um, Donald Trump hates NATO for whatever reason. He's a American firster, and I mean that in the worst possible way. Go look it up historically where it comes from, from, from a, a dark a stain of an era in American history when Short Americans of an era. Uh, supported, many Americans supported Germany and Nazis uh, in their own home country and used America first as an excuse to be isolationists. Putting that aside for a minute, the same mentality Donald Trump and his followers have. Problem with that is, it's a failure, again, of recognizing history. Donald Trump didn't understand the job that he was elected to do, never understood the three co-equal branches of government, never understood the Constitution, Article Two, his powers as president, or limits on his powers as president. So would it surprise anybody, they never got around to getting a full tutorial on the primer, on a primer on what is Article 5 of the NATO um, Charter. And for him to say, I'm just going to allow uh, and encourage Putin, enemy of America, Russia, enemy of America, and all of its vital interests, trying to interfere with every shape and uh, way, shape, and form of our life here in America. Russian trolls on social media trying to encourage and foment discontent and put Americans at each other's throats, try to drive Americans apart. You think it's MAGA that's doing a lot of this? It's MAGA fueled and turbocharged by Russian, Chinese, and other enemies, uh, social media uh, trolls, and a, an intelligence times. campaign led by, a cyber intelligence campaign led by Russia. So why Donald Trump is constantly trying to curry favor with Putin, why Tucker Carlson does an interview with Putin, where he becomes basically just an arm of the Russian government, uh, in which Putin just repeats talking points of Donald Trump and the Trump campaign. Don't you have enough problems with your border? Don't you have enough, I don't know why I'm doing a Russian accent. Uh, don't you have enough problems with your border? Don't you have enough problems in America? Don't you have enough problems with your stock market? Don't you have enough problems with your aging leaders? You know, leave mm -hmm. Russia, Ukraine alone, okay? So you got Tucker Carlson basically an arm, an agent of the Russian government. He, he should register as a foreign lobbyist because that's <laughs> all he's doing. And you got Donald Trump telling our enemy, go ahead and attack our allies. I mean, uh, leave it to our president because he's the only one who's got, you know, sort of 
people make fun of his age and this ageism attack, which I don't understand. You got two older Americans running against each other. You got two older white guys running against each other for president. I don't understand how this doesn't yeah, cancel each other out. And we just talk about policy. And we just talk about whose policies and morals and ethics and leadership do you want to have back in the White House? I, I don't understand. I've never understood why an 81-year-old running against why a 79-year-old matters two candidates, from the You would have thought those have canceled each other out. Leave that aside for a minute. Leave it to Joe Biden, who has, you know, he's been in government for 50 years, right? Except for a small period when he left the vice presidency until he ran for the presidency. He's been in the public eye. There's nobody's been more transparent, more open. You know more about Joe Biden than you care to know about him. And yet he's been a senator, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, chairman of the Judiciary Committee as a senator, a vice president two terms, and a president likely two terms. So when he talks about foreign policy, sure, he might forget a name here and there, let's be frank. But when he talks about it, from the long view, you got to listen. And he, when he reminds everybody that the only time, really, that Article 5 has been invoked, at least in recent memory, is 9-11. And we had NATO invoke it because we were attacked. So Donald Trump doesn't, he was in New York during 9-11. I don't understand, not that he did a darn thing to help with it, not that he did a darn thing to donate to it, not that he did a darn thing to help rebuild Lower Manhattan. You know, the great, this is, we don't talk about this much on Legal AF. The great builder, right? the, the great infrastructure person, it's nothing of the sort. He's a licensor of his name. He's, the building comes out of the ground through the work, the money, the effort, the construction crew of others. And then Donald Trump slaps his name on it as a person who's going to manage the project after it's open. He's built very little buildings in New York. That is a dirty secret. He doesn't have a construction crew. He doesn't He doesn't supervise. He's not the general contractor of any of these projects. He's not like the related yeah, like group. Parasite. I, mean, I can name for you a dozen companies that actually build things. You can see their names on, on I-beams at construction sites. They don't say Trump. He did nothing to rebuild Lower Manhattan. And the fact that he's forgotten that the only time that we've ever uh, invoked uh, that anybody in the alliance has ever invoked Article 5 is when we were attacked. And that triggered obligations around the world. Donald Trump keeps complaining about the budget and, and the NATO countries need to contribute more of their, of their, of their gross domestic product, their GDP uh, percentage to uh, defense. You know, okay. I mean, uh, they're supporting us in our position in the Middle East. They're supporting us in our position in Ukraine. Um, they're sending troops, operations, material, um, bombers, uh, and the like. You know, um, helicopters, fighter jets, whatever's needed in terms of the Ukraine war with, with Russia. They're doing that. See, Donald Trump doesn't like the Ukraine war with Russia. He's like Elon Musk. He thinks it's a, it's a fool's errand. But there's no good political, strategic, moral reason to stop Russia from rolling its tanks and bombs into a neighboring independent democratic country and trying to take back its property that it thinks is its historic legacy from like the 1800s, 17th century, but it isn't. So I, this is an example. This is why I wanted to do this. A pretext this is an for example. a land grab. You should make a list if you're thinking about public France. And list all the things that he has said. It's like that direct he will energy do, weapons and policy forms. He's done when he was already <laughs> president in domestic and foreign policy. 
and figure out how many of those things, if any, line up with your morals, your ethics, and your policy considerations. And I, I assure you, if you do the same for Joe Biden and you're fair about it, domestic and foreign, you're going to vote for blue. And I don't know how these comments that are made are not disqualifiers. Now, they're worried about, you know, whether, you know, Joe Biden can remember who bought the Biden cabinet in his house in 2016 that he put a classified document in. Who cares about that? What I care about is what the person standing at the podium and the microphone says out loud about not supporting our allies around the world. Leaving the, you don't think there's meetings now at NATO? You don't think there's meetings now in each country about the problem named Donald Trump and what to do about it from a national security standpoint? <laughs> Donald Trump likes to brag that there's two wars going on, there were no wars when I was president. That has nothing to do with this policy. Um, yeah. Got encouraged to go through Ukraine because of what he did earlier when he took another part of the country. And frankly, Obama didn't do much about it. And so he got a taste for it. And he decided now was his chance to try to roll it. He didn't think NATO would do a darn thing about it. He didn't think the U.S. would do a darn thing about it. And he didn't think the Ukrainians were prepared. He was wrong. Two years into a war. A war that American troops have not been put on the ground. Yes, lots of money. But we're doing it and managing that outcome in a way that no one could have anticipated. Ukraine, by all accounts, should have fell in the first month of that war. Didn't because of the strong foreign policy, guidance, leadership, and money of the United States people uh, under the under the auspices and management of, of one Joe Biden. That's why. And uh, Hamas didn't attack Israel in the middle of the night and killed 1,500 people because Joe Biden's weak. Inside, they did it because Israel at the moment was They spent years planning this operation. And Israel was caught with its pants down, no pants on at all, um, in protecting the kibbutzes that line um, the border with Gaza. That's why they did it. It was an opportune moment, moment for them. And they also wanted as you know, to stop um, any further discussions between other Arab countries to make peace with Israel. It was a timing issue. So for Joe Biden, for Donald Trump to say, oh, if I were president, there wouldn't be war, that's asinine. That's overseas as a major in the National Guard. Uh, he said after hearing that Donald Trump attacked him for not being on the campaign trail with Nikki Haley, I guess not remembering he's serving our country. So Donald Trump, he had a great line, which I love, and I'll end the hot take with it here. He said, the difference, you know the difference between animals and people? Animals don't elect the dumbest of the herd to be the leader of the pack.
Nice job, guys.